matter who you are, where you are, what your choices have been, and what karmic timelines and contracts you have journeyed, the light is calling for the reunification of all aspects of life in this realm now. It is calling for the cleansing of all polarities. It is calling for the rising of all sacred heart centers now. All are being summoned home to the greater light now. And welcome everybody to Whole Soul Mastery's Holiday Roundtable for December 2022. I'm here today with an amazing group of enlightened souls, Christ lit souls. We've been talking about the Unity Star activation in our higher consciousness and the transmissions and the marinades messages. And here today I have Del Sol Etienne joining me, right? Del Sol. Thank you. And I have Matthew Crowfoot here as well. Thank you, Matthew. And Lisa DiTomaso. So grateful you could join me. And Nancy and Paul Panzica. Thank you for joining me, guys. And Diane Jackson. Thank you for joining us. And I want to thank Dora Nolasco for joining us today. And so we are here in this holiday roundtable to spread a little cheer, some inspiring messages. Each one I call people in our whole soul mastery community to come into these roundtables and share a message that's in our heart to inspire people who will be listening to this, receiving this. And also I think to raise the Schumann resonance while we're actually on this live call together. There are some people who wanted to be here today who could not be here, but we feel their presence with us. And there are some people who could not be in this call right now live, but they shared a couple messages that I'm gonna be reading or sharing for them. So without further ado, I wanted to share a message that the guides shared just before I got on this call. I didn't know if they had a message because I already had a message prepared that I wanted to share to inspire people in this unique holiday season, 2022, and the since the 2020s began. You can't say this is like a, a typical decade. I think we're going through so many quantum shifts. But here we are in this roundtable in December 2022, and I have a message to share about magic. But the guides also peeked in and said, we'd like to share a little message. So I have that ready, and I thought it would be a good opener for us before we begin. And this little guy popped up <laughs> <laughs> as a little freebie in my exchange or my swap shed locally where people put stuff they want to free cycle. So he's here with us, too. Okay, I'm going to put them on my laptop. Okay, this is the message from the guides. The guides say, dear ones, it is Mother Earth, Mother Mary, Joseph, Mother Father God, and the archetypal energies of Adam and Eve, along with the energies of the crystalline kingdom, whose frequencies are touching your world ever increasingly so, now in December 2022 and ever more expansively in 2023 and beyond. The unity star is leading all who listen, all who resonate, and all who feel the presence of light 
within their physical body temples and their holy vibrational vessels. And we are here to seed in you the true magic of this faith-filled season, which is your sacred union with source, your divine union with the Christ consciousness that you each and all carry within, your sacred balancing of your divine masculine and divine feminine energies and gifts, and your deep soul reunion with the heart of the Earth Mother. Today in your holiday roundtable, we wish to celebrate and honor this community of living light that is sharing messages of being Christ lit from the inside out, and thus that is sharing messages of hope, warmth, time by the hearth of Mother Earth, divine inspiration, songs that lift the ascending spirit, and that also soothe the aspects of those who still feel lost in the haze of a 3D matrix and much, much more. For it is in the sacred heart of true community that the spirit of source God creator and this living conscious universe comes to life in even more resplendent rays and waves of luminous energy that transcend time, space, and any lingering separation consciousness that may seem to continue to exist within the human collective. It is in your beingness, in your presence, and in your heart openness and awareness that the Christ light of unity consciousness comes to life in ever greater ripples to shower the world in greater grace, compassion, kindness, and goodwill. And many of you are ready to rise and receive this true meaning of Christmas, this true essence of Hanukkah, and this true living life force that shines eternally in the one heart from which you all came and to which you return again and again as living instruments of the God story, the original creation story, as living instruments of cosmic celestial harmony and unity, and as living instruments of remembering and re-embodying the living light of God's true timeline and the original Garden of Eden, from which the true expansive nature of you never left. For only a small slice of divine consciousness chose this alternative timeline to descend into this mired serpent manipulated and controlled 3D matrix where it conspired and insidiously utilized it as a grand theater stage and set design through which you have all journeyed many lifetimes only to land back here in an expansive holiday round table like this, remembering the breadcrumbs within that can and will guide you home. We are here as characters in your story, celebrating your grand awakening and the return of Christ consciousness and unity consciousness to your world through blessed souls like you who are courageously breathing oneness breathing light, breathing divine union, and breathing sacred soul life force into your lungs, into your lives, into your creative projects, your families, and your visions for the new earth's birth that is unfolding right now in you in every breath you take. We believe in you. We believe in the power of your inner unity stars that are activating in resonance this holiday season as you partake in family gatherings 
And as you light the way forward into a higher quantum unity consciousness by your very willingness to breathe your way to the leading edge of quantum creation, believing in full faith, deep knowing, and deep trusting in the highest good manifestations for every single sentient life form within the all that is, that is birthing and growing in your now of your lives at this time. Divine source magic, amazing streams of super conscious Christ light and joy and abundant blessings for all is everywhere around you. We celebrate the gift of the Christ light this holiday season in ways that reign supreme beyond earthly religions, beyond divisions and beyond illusions and that ultimately reign supreme in God's glorious divine creation. So feel your faith. Feel your belief, celebrate your inner knowings of your unity star, your star of Bethlehem that has led you this far in your spiritual journeyings to arrive in this moment of divine celebration. The Christ child is here in you. Eternal light is here in you. And you have journeyed a long way to remember that all you have to do to wake from this war-torn and separation-tattered serpentine seductive dream of division and duality consciousness is to believe in source light beyond the games and tricks of the word spells, the manipulations, and the propaganda. The living light is leading the way. So Christ consciousness is unity consciousness. And it is a magic that reigns eternally true and supreme throughout all of creation. Rise and breathe with us today, this living breath of the unity star within, and celebrate your courage, fortitude, and your alignment with the living God codes inside, who are activated and ready for a whole new adventure, embracing quantum creation in a 5D and higher, loving, giving, unified and joyous new earth. And with that, they say Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Namaste, and in Lakesh. I think that covers a whole lot of light greetings right there. In the living light of all that is, we are truly one. Wow. That's awesome. Amazing. And that just like really seeds in us this energy of the unity star that they they seem to be coming back to year after year around this time but i don't think it was just for the wise men and women of that timeline it's for the wise men and women for this timeline and we are those wise men and women right we are these amazing souls who are remembering beyond the illusion which is extraordinary in these times because the illusion has been thick. So I want to welcome you and I want to thank you all for coming in and gathering together with me this holiday roundtable. And I and with that, the seeding of this beautiful energy, we feel the characters in our story. We have Mary and Joseph and Adam and Eve and Mother Earth and Mama Gaia, and we've got, you know, Mother, Father, God, we've got all of our spirit guides here with us and the energies of the celestial realms. And we get to bring through what is ours to bring through today to inspire other souls who may be flying high in these quantum frequencies, who may be dipping low 
in other frequencies for some people it might be a time of sadness and grief or aloneness or whatever it might be that's lower vibrational and it's passing through in the ebbs and flows of their lives right now so we are here as messengers of what calls to us to share today so with that does anyone have a message to start us off matthew yeah i had i have a couple um and it seems appropriate right after everything you said, although that could seed so many things, right? Mm. Uh, what a beautiful message, first of all. And, and it's great to be here with all of you. And, and what's really amazing for me is I feel the frequency and the energy of this call. It's like it's a whole nother level. It's so weird to, to just feel it, right? Um, when I first got invited, I, ha I had nothing to share. And I think I even wrote that to you, Marie. And you're like, oh, it'll, it'll come or just just be open to it. And I had a very, uh, so I'm going to share two things. One is a, a little quote, which I'll do second. And the other one, I'm like, wow, I had a very personal, uh, vulnerable experience this week. What a perfect thing to share. I didn't even think about it until, until I got on the call earlier. So I just flew home. I, I've been in uh, Boise, Idaho, which is very the energy there is really nice and really good. And I, I just landed in Chicago. And literally the moment I got into the car with my sister at the airport, my entire nervous system just pretty much collapsed. My left eye got like really weak. The whole left side of my body got really weak. And I was just overwhelmed with stress. The energy difference between the two was just too much. Uh, my sister is very stressed out. We sat in traffic for two hours i mean you can feel the energy of just what i'm saying here is just ugh, gross right <laughs> it's like raining we're hungry we have to go to the bathroom um you know you're, i'm excited to see her but she's extremely low vibration as well and i guess i was just being very empathic to all of all of this stuff and just not used to just being this you know in this intensity and I have to say it really brought up a lot of old uh, chronic health symptoms. And I was like in rough shape after a few hours. Uh, I just couldn't believe how hard it hit me and how like disabled I felt. And fortunately I have um, a healer friend and we were able to get on a call together and uh, we did some like present sitting with each, like basically trying to sit with the feelings in my body. and. For me, what you know, when you sit with pain, it can be more pain, right? Mm. It can just kind of like, okay, so I'm just really present to all the stuff that doesn't feel very good and it doesn't really transmute it or anything. Mm. And for me, I had the experience of the divine showing up in this witnessing, and it was unbelievably different. It's like I had the courage to sit with it. And then I felt, you know, the divine spirit show up for the first time, really, with that kind of thing. And I was just filled with peace and joy and grat and gratitude. And it didn't matter so much that all this stuff was going on. And I was able to have a conversation with those parts, right? And, hmm. you know, kind of like get in touch with like, what's the message you have for me? And the message was... You know, we're screaming at you that we love you. I'm like, well, you got a funny way of showing it. <laughs> it's like all this pain and burning and numbness and weakness, and it just wants attention and love. 
And anyways, I just felt almost like I had a superpower in that moment to courageously show up and invite in the divine and you can like overcome anything, right? So anyways, I wanted to share that. It was a very powerful experience. And I, I thought people on this call would enjoy that. Um, the second thing I'd like to share is a short quote that I came across this week, which also resonates with what you were saying, Marie, and then we can you know, open it up to people can comment. Uh, so here's the quote. There's a great difference between resisting evil and renouncing it. When you resist evil, you give it your attention. You continue to make it real. When you renounce evil, you take your attention away from it and give your attention to what you want. Now is the time to control your imagination and give your energy to what you want. And that's by Neville Goddard from The Power of Awareness. Mm. And I think we see that so much in the world today where we're constantly being drawn in to picking sides and to fighting against what we don't want over and over and over again. And it's so hard to turn away from that and say, what do we want? How can we start living in alignment with what we want to create in this new earth, right? And it takes practice and it takes, takes a, a, a constant willingness to turn away from the old and like create the new, right? And that's something, you know, we're all getting better and better at. We're building confidence at and we're finding communities to uh, to walk that path with us. So while we do that, because it's hard to do alone, right? Um, so anyways, those are my things to share today. You're beautiful, Matthew. It's, you know, we're all having this kaleidoscope of human experiences right now. And it's so many, it shows up in so many different ways and so many different colors, so many experiences, so many different interactions and our own responses or reactions to them. And first of all, I just, again, I feel this in our community. We want to model this for other people is when unpleasant energies or, you know, symptoms or whatever it is that's coming up, it is coming up in this way to be loved, to maybe be cleared, to maybe be healed, but it, it definitely is, the light is doing the heavy lifting. Um, I was saying that in the last marinades message, and it's really powerful how you let the light, the light flushed out, what was having all those bells and whistles and things going off inside you. The minute you, it seems like you went back to a former timeline, right? Time with your family, right? It's, that was like a timeline shift, maybe like a downshifting of some kind, right? Because where you are in your new life in Idaho, it's much more aligned than what you're experiencing. But it's, it is interesting how you, it, what you shared in your own personal experience also complements the quote you shared. And it talks, you know, that's all about what we give our attention to. And I think that the old matrix the word that came to me when you were speaking in the quote, as well as your own personal experience was spellbound. Like mm -hmm. it's very, it's spellbinding. Our addiction to the familiar is spellbinding. And we know all about spells, right? That's the serpent's specialty. Like it's got all kinds of spells it's been casting all over us. And if it can't get our attention with words, it'll get our attention with sensations or memories, right? Or floodings of the familiar that, and familiar may not always be pleasant. 
And so there you were, you felt that kind of overwhelming flooding, right? Your own little Noah moment, expecting to feel what you're feeling, maybe about the holidays, going home for the holidays, having just left Idaho, but arriving, you say, in Chicago. And um, very quickly, we're in all these other experiences. And there's the spell. There's the spell of like, remember this, Matthew? Welcome home, Matthew, right? That's like the familiar saying, welcome home. We've done this dance many times. Let's do it again. And yet your higher vibrational energy bodies were saying, no, no, we don't play in the sandbox anymore. We play somewhere else. And there's the choice of resistance or renouncement or really paying attention to what you're giving your energy to. And in the non-resistance, allowing yourself to feel that, I think the light came behind what was flushing to the surface and provided the remedy, right? Which it can, it can bring it to a kind of neutrality, or I think you, I don't know if you said peace. What, what was that feeling that you found once you let it wash through you? Peace and joy and ingratitude. And it really did feel like a renouncement of this. It's like, no, this isn't, this isn't what we're doing anymore. We're going to, let's create something new, co-create something new together. And I've had this experience in the past, really bad nervous system problems a couple of years ago here in Chicago too. So mm -hmm. it was, yeah, like, let's play the same pattern out again. It's like, no, let's, let's bring the light to this and, and, and create a new pattern for us. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that because I think a whole lot of people can relate. And if they're not experiencing the, the invitation to the familiar, like you did, you just experienced right now, we could, as the holidays unfold with more interactions with family or anything else, right? Because all these timelines are accessible to our conscious awareness, right? We're the ones who choose the timeline we want to inhabit, even if we're occupying maybe the familiar of a lower timeline. When you give yourself that pause to breathe and allow the light in, you can find our way. I think I've been talking about this, this one, two, three. Breathe one, awareness of the unpleasantness. Breath number two is going into your heart into a state of neutrality, not having judgment about what you're experiencing. And number three, your third breath can be standing at the precipice of quantum creation and saying, God, what do we want to create right now in this moment? So it's three breaths away from the unpleasantness to quantum creation. And I want to keep seeding that in people's awareness because I think we're going to spin through some timelines over the next few weeks, especially around the holidays with family. And I'm so grateful for you to bringing, bring this conversation to light in our gathering today. A lot of people can connect with that, myself included. So thank you, Matthew. Beautiful. Beautiful. Does anybody else want to share? I want to follow up with... Um... Matthew, I, I so relate. I think many of us do, especially at this time. Um, and so this just actually um, kind of inspires what I came up with, which is the value of friendship, you know, because we have family and that family that um, triggers so much in us, especially when we go home and we feel that. And um, the last six months of my life, I have gone through a lot of my uh, root chakra uh, lineage, ancestral healing. And so again, I was too, what am I going to share? And 
So I was sitting in meditation early one morning this past, like three days ago, and my best friend came into my, through my heart. And I said, oh, but of course, this is so great because, um, so I did write something and I'm going to probably read and share a few other things about our story, but more about the value and how lucky and blessed I am to have a best friend. Um, so I wrote, some people come into our lives for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. My best friend is all three. She helped me to express a need during my 20s, my 30s, my 40s, and even now. She was my reasoning mind for the growing lessons I experienced in my home life, in my marriage, in raising my children, and just living. She aided me physically, spiritually, and emotionally. We were sisters of the heart from the very start. No distance, time, or space has ever pulled us apart. As the seasons have shifted over the past five years, our friendship has taken an entirely unexpected depth of knowing the meaning of sisters of the heart. The meaning of lifetime friendship will be felt in every holiday, every birthday, every day, and especially at Christmas. I will always recall the lessons that she helped me through. The love, the life, the joy, the fun, the laughter, the crazy times that her and I have created together. Even though she doesn't remember my name or the joy that we share, for nearly 40 years, I will bless her every Christmas and every day throughout the year of my life for being my best friend for life. There is uh, human connections that we meet, that we make, whether we're on a Zoom, whether we are her connection and I, um, that uh, we met I, at a job that, again, just it was in two years that I was at this position and she would come in and relieve me from my position for me to take a break, but I'd go to the bathroom, come back and sit and talk to her. So we just created this lifetime friendship. Um, and she also helped me in shining my light. She helped me see my truth beyond my family. She was one of the first persons that recognized my independence outside of my family, outside of school or anything else that I was involved in church. She was none of that, completely the opposite of me, but yet we just clicked and made it work. And it was just so blessed. And I connect with her now at a higher level because I call her, she remembers my face, she lights up, but she can't speak the words that we used to laugh with. But I do discover that she still carries that smile and that smile teaches me that that comes from the heart. It's the soul, it's the eyes, it's that heart connection. It's that value, that gift 
And she used to always say, if you can count your best friends on one hand, you've lived a blessed life. And people do come into our lives for a reason or a season or a lifetime. And I don't have many friends I can count for a lifetime. I know I'm young, but I know that just connecting here on these round tables and this new energy that we feel that we can connect in through community, that is a value. And I am so grateful for each of you. And just to be here to share this, I just feel it flowing from our hearts. That's my message. Thank you. Oh, I wanted to read to you though, this card. So she used to send me all these cards all the time, but this was the last card that she sent me in 2018 that she remembered to send me. This Christmas, when I think of the people who make a real difference in my life, I think of the friend I can talk to, really open my heart to, because she understands me. And I think of the friend I have fun with, just doing whatever, whenever, because it feels so good being together. I think of the friend I can count on, the one I can turn to so often, because I know she'll never let me down. And I think of the friend who inspires me, who can always keep me believing in myself because she does. Whenever I think of these wonderful friends and all that they've given to me, I think of how lucky and how blessed I have been to have found all of them in you. Merry Christmas to one of God's greatest gifts to me. I love you. Beautiful. I think we can all feel the beautiful energies in that card to you. I think it's as if she was speaking to all of us. And Lisa, thank you for that message. I still just, it it touches the heart, right? All that you talked about, that deep friendship. And when you were talking and reading about the reasons and the seasons and the for a lifetime, for a moment, I felt, I think she's talking about her higher self. For a moment, I felt like everything that you were saying and you were going to say somehow is going to round out. And this is what I share with my higher self. She's my best friend, right? Because in a way, she mirrored that to you, right? That's how that insight is there for you. It's you. It's you. It's a reflection Mm -hmm. of you, right? And we could all listen to this again and hear Lisa's words and feel that in us, that best friend, right? Yeah, that's beautiful. And when you can share it with other humans, it's even more amazing. When it comes into physical form, it's even more soul touching. Yes. I will remember that and think of it in that new way too. Right? Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And I just, I love this community because I think we've journeyed so far and in so many nooks and crannies in our soul journeys that you know we can share these beautiful things that come from a sacred vulnerability, come from a sacred divinity. But it's like you and Matthew who shared, right? It's we have to be willing to be open for these insights and these messages and this knowing, these gifts to come and find us, right? In our presence, we have to be present. 
for the presence to come, right? Yeah. So thank you. That was so, so beautiful. And I'm feeling your friend and your higher self with us in this connection. It was so beautiful. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Who wants to share next? Anyone, anyone. But you know I'm going to go to you, Paul, next. <laughs> when, no, when nobody perks up, when I feel the energy, I, I turn to you, Paul. What would you like to share? Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I can, I can relate to uh, Matthew because I was in that traffic that he was describing. I lived in that traffic that he was describing. So, um, it's always a balancing act to, um, have, um, experiences that are outside of the linear time continuum. And when, it, when we have those experiences, I think is one where um, you could do it in in any in many different ways. You can do it in an artistic um, endeavor. It's when time doesn't seem to um, like if you're if you're engaged in something that you're really interested in, your heart is engaged in this. Then then you're you're outside a linear time continuum. And so you're um, you're having those experiences. And then again, as I as I mentioned off camera, I've had those experiences in in sleep states where um, you actually have visions of things that happen in the future. So you're outside of those the linear time continuum, and and um, and and all of the great visions that I've had were outside of that parameter. And it's said that um, when there's three gods, you have three gods. But when there's two or one, I am with you that's a great mystery so um and and the term is used and and, and it was jesus who said this mm. he said i am with you so he's basically saying that he was making a reference to the time continuum the three gods and <clears throat> i think we've discussed this before marie that that um in the in the linear continuum uh, of time um, there's three functions to God and their function is, is to create, sustain for a while and then destroy. That's all, that's all given. Those are all, that's basically the functions of, of God, you know? So, but when you're outside of the time continuum, when you're in Christ's presence, when you're, when you're coming to your spirit, so when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're in that sacred marriage or when you're one with it then you're outside of the time continuum right the the real balance or the real juggling act or the real issues that i still have is you can have those experiences and then you come back to chicago or wherever you're living <laughs> you're stuck in this reality right? you can't you can't seem to leave it and so this is something that Nancy and I talk about every day is like, you know, how can, how can we get out of this? You, your guide said it, you read this, right? You read this at the beginning that, you know, that we're, they're so happy that we're here and that we chose to be here. And I keep asking myself, like asking Nancy, did, did we really choose 
to be here. You know, sit in traffic for two and a half hours, and you know, and 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 to you know, and and to do these things, and we still come to the same conclusion that yeah, and and not only that, but it's starting to dawn on both of us that this is it. This is it. There's nothing else but this. You know, so so it it starts to sink in a little bit more that um, the mission is not to leave. It's to transform your experience. Yeah, the mission it. is to is to bring what you're what you're experiencing in those higher realms so, or in those out in those experiences outside of the linear time sequence, the linear time continuum. Yes. And then bring that bring that back into the earth and somehow another <laughs> utilize that to like what Matthew was saying is is, is to take a, a situation, an intolerable situation, I can imagine, and 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 transfigure it or transform it into something in a to, into a higher level, into, into a higher level, a higher level. So wow. yeah. Yeah, so that uh, the the astrology, I don't want to go into all the details of it, but the astrology of the solstice, which is just in a few days, is basically saying the same things that you're you 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 read to us. Mm. So that's basically what 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 the astrology tells me is that is that that's what's going on. And so the the idea is that. Series is playing a really big part in this this this, this next season. Series is is Mother Nature. She is she is the closest representation we have to Earth mm. to the Divine Mother. Mm. And um, so I've, I've said this many times: is that we we carry. Listen. You know, they they devised a world. You talk about the reptilian world, right? The, the reptilian world, right? And that we have to live in it. They did a pretty good job creating a godless construct. Oh. There's no God. That's something that Nietzsche said, but he was absolutely right in, in that sense. Um, in, in the construct that that exists. But we carry it with us in this reality. So you look outside of yourself, for well, God, you're not going to find it. But each one of us is a, and you talk about this too in, in, in what you're saying, that you talk about the, um, the star, the, um, the, it's not the star of Bethlehem, you say this. Unity star, the unity star. Unity star is what you're saying, the unity star. Well, we all are stars. Mm. We're all individuated aspects of that unity star. And so that means that we bring the light into this realm mm. um, through um, you know, an individuated way that's unique to ourself. There's no one way to do this. So, you know, and, and, and what we're doing is we're, we're coming back from these experiences and then we're coming back into union. This is what the 
the season is telling us, into union with our Holy Mother, right? Because she needs us and we need her, right? But we're, we are, have to take on this role now. It's not as, you're not a bystander in any of this. And I, I, know, I know all of us here understand that. But we're, we're all playing an active role in this. You know, there's, there's no, no one's going to do the work for us. We have to do the work. We have to sanctify our life. And we have to bless ourselves and others. And we have to consecrate, you know, our, our actions and deeds. And, and I think this is a perfect time of the year to recognize that the power to do that is invested within every single one of us. If we don't do it, we won't succeed. And, and the, if I got into the details of the astrology, it's, it's pretty wild. But that's what the astrology is telling us. And that um, the, astrolo the astrology is shining the light. You've mentioned this too, and, and, and you were saying these, this light is shining on us, right? This, yeah. this luminescence. And it's illuminating, it's going to illuminate a lot of problems that we've already kind of articulated and that we're, all, we're already struggling with. Well, it's going, to, it's going to articulate even, it's going to illuminate even more of these problems. They're, they're all coming to light. And, and I, I'm just going to tell you that it's going to look bad. <laughs> it's, going to, it's going to look bad. But, but what the astrology is also saying is that um, the series energy, which is playing a huge role in all of this, has always been the underdog. Mm. Always been, and that's where, that's where we're citing it. So if you look at what we're trying to do versus what the world that we're stuck in is trying to do. It doesn't look like we're going to succeed. Or if you let your ego convince you that you, that, that, oh. that, that those forces are more powerful. But if we come to unity consciousness, like you're saying, um, where we can, we can, we can unify our masculine and feminine tendencies or polarities, and, and we, we will find that there's an exponential amount of power within that that's stronger than anything that the physical world can conjure or throw against us. And, and I think that that's the, that's the season that we're going into right now. And, and, and the revelation is, is that we're it. You know, we, we, have, to, we have to find our find what we resonate best at and uh, in our own unique way. And we have to bring, you know, this, this light and this love into this world. And that's what we're tasked to do. Mm. Right. And what you are talking about, which many of us are well aware that this heaviness that we've been keeping at bay a lot of people successfully just move on in the 3d matrix asleep to the density that we live in and what i also feel and what you were sharing paul is the power of 
the fact that the light inside us, that unity star energy, it's the astrological energy of the star shine inside us, the star stuff that we're made of, it is designed to do the heavy lifting. It's more, it's, it's, to me, it's a little bit like what Matthew is talking about, where it's like the direction of our energy. It's the transcending where our energy is looking and going. We can feel the heavy and the density is only going to come more into our conscious awareness because everybody's got to take a good long look at what separation consciousness creates. It's graduation time. So we've, we've had a good many thousands of years, if not longer, to look at what happens when we create without source union, right? And as that is being flushed to the surface with the light, it may look like the darkness is rising. I keep talking, the guides keep talking about the light is rising, but people could be saying, no, the darkness is rising. It's the light rising that's flushing all that darkness to the surface so we can become illuminated, but also enlightened or lighter, right? And the light is designed to do the work. If Matthew, you like really might be the cornerstone or the foundation of this conversation today, because the stuff's going to come up, the pain and the unpleasantness will likely be there for all of us. I, I've been talking about karmic lint, which is not a really fun concept, <laughs> but there's like dust bunnies inside us that we may right. have thought we long cleared out, but there they are. They show up again and again. And when that karmic lint comes up again, the beautiful thing is we don't have to go into our addiction to the familiar, which is what the serpent has seeded us all with a bit of that addiction to the familiar. We could say, oh, I know you, right? There's an old, you know, it's like karmic lint dust bunny number 500,000 or whatever. We can see it, but we don't have to necessarily, you can even feel all the sensations. And then there's a part of our higher consciousness that that Paul, you access in the dream state, your little dream sleigh that does time travel, you know, that's where you bring the stardust back in and kind of a little pixie dust of some variety, whatever it works for you. And we can kind of say, this pain may not have the meaning for me the way I think it does. It's a familiar pain. I know this well. It's traveled many, many lifetimes in all my luggage bags you know what? I just don't want to carry that anymore. And we can have the magic dust buster or vacuum or whatever it is that's going to clear it out. And, um, and I think there is a, we've been talking a long time about preparation for the revelations that are coming. I think we are in this time where more of that's being tested. And I think those who have some soul skills will be employing those. And then those that don't have the soul skills will be seeking some new skills because their 3D skills and toolbox just won't be working. And I think that's also when they'll seek out healers and people like, like those of us teachers on this call, um, they will seek people like us out who they know we have something in our toolbox that they may not have. And then we have this sharing, right? Which we'll be doing with neighbors or family members or so this this concept of even preparation is vast because it's not like you can have every single tool or every single resource or every single you know amount of bottled water or food or supplies whatever it is i i think the resource is us that we know how to call in whatever we may be needing we can call it to us so 
However, we access it, and this is my language, not yours, Paul, but when you go into the dream state, I sort of see that that's like your Santa sleigh. That's where whatever you're working out in the third dimension and your dust bunnies, whatever that dust bunny situation is, the karmic lint for you, you can certainly consciously go into the dream state and say, okay, I need beyond linear time answers in the form of frequencies that I can really resonate with and bring back with me into my satchel that will show up next to me in the bed when you wake up like a little Santa sack somehow that you can employ through the day. I mean, that's what I've been doing for years because there's no telling the end of the um, the dragons we might face, right? In, in our own lives. But I always know some kind of Excalibur sword will come if I call it. And that's, I think, what we're practicing, too, is getting really good. Matthew called in his skills. He just called in the breathing and didn't resist what was going on and just found his way into a place of neutrality where the light could shine from within and and bring him a state of peace and calm. I'm not saying it happens like all fairy like that for everybody, but I think the more we practice these soul skills, it can't. It can't. And in the meantime, I will pray for you, Paul. I will pray for you and your magic sleigh. No, no, it doesn't work that way for me, at least. It, no, it no, no. I can't. I can't. Um, I can't call upon those energies um, at, at all in any in any willful way. That doesn't work for me that way. So, I, what I found for me is that I just I'm disengaged from the drama so I have to live in it but I've also recognized that I'm here to bear witness to all of the insanity that's going on but I'm not <laughs> egotistically or personally engaged in it anymore I just it everyone it's a, it's a, it's a it's this is a free will exercise for all involved yes so so, you know, my ego has no, has no bearing in the dream at all. They come when they come. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that you can do is prepare yourself to receive them and understand that when, when, there's, a, when there's a reason or when there's a, you can't, you can't predict the future, egotistically see it. You, it's a, it's a nonlinear thing. So I have no idea what portals are going to open or what events will occur in the future. And, and I don't have any prophecy related to that. You know, it's just a matter of um, something, either um, words or thoughts um, come into, 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 into my subconsciousness. And I think, oh, no, I, I don't even, I, I go, oh, I've been thinking about this. And then all of a sudden I realize, oh, then this is more profound because it's entangled with other things that I, I need to understand greater. So, you know, it's, 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 it's whispers. It's, and then if there is a dream hmm. and there have been significant amounts of dreams in my life that are, are profound, I don't, I don't, I don't call upon anyone to give them to me. Uh, only once that happened. I was really mad, and I, and I, I said, "Just once, show me, give me an answer." And I got this really screwy, profound dream right before I woke up the next day. But it had nothing to do with my question, at least I thought. 
Hmm. So I was trying to figure out what am I going to do with my life? Hmm. You know, and then and then I did get that was the only time that it ever I ever was able to trigger something like that. Well, my dream interpretation is a little more vibrational because it for me, I don't dream at night. I don't I do other things. And so when I speak dream, I speak kind of going into another octave of your vibration. And that can be when you're gardening or you're out riding your bike or you're on vacation or you're out on water somewhere. I mean, there's a lot of ways for us to hitch a ride on that higher octave or grounding. I mean, even, even just grounding can feel better than some of the unpleasantness of the 3D matrix, right? That could be another way of being in another octave. It could be a grounded octave. So, you know, we can use the metaphor of sound. We can use the metaphor of literal sleeping where people are actually having some dreams. But my way of dreaming is being open to the messages that want to find me that are of a higher light, right? That are matched to the God frequency somehow. And I hitch a ride on those dreams all the time, even though I don't dream at night, right? I ride my own slaves in, in my own ways. And you sure do. <laughs> <laughs> it's an understatement. <laughs> And, you know, that's the best kind of travel. It's funny, Paul, when you're also talking about, I want to read a quote from your latest, um, your blog article it just came out either this morning or last night. You just posted it. I don't even have the title, but I, I read the like first few paragraphs and I'm going to go back and spend some time. It's on his website called beyondthesoulsmeridian.org. You can listen to Paul's musings, but I like this phrase. The presence of the Holy Mother shifts. I put it in my notes for today, Paul. Uh, the presence of the Holy Mother shifts our consciousness into a heightened state of anticipation, astonishment, and pure joy in Christed awareness. To dance with the Holy Mother is to step outside of the linear time continuum. Mm. And that absolutely got my attention. And there's other beautiful parcels of energy of Paul in there. But Paul, you're catching a sleigh ride when you speak like that. <laughs> Seriously. And see, I can't do clocks. I haven't been able to do clocks for a long time. Do you see this clock? There's no time on it, but days. And I thought, <laughs> I'd really like one that says, like, not time to make the donuts, but like, time to time, yeah, to, like, time to like you know time for a ride time for time. right quantum i need a quantum time clock that has nothing to do with minutes and hours yeah. but this was my approximation that had at least days and i thought that's closer to the kind of time that i can keep <laughs> but paul you know to dance with the holy mother is to step outside the linear linear time continuum. We're talking about the right brain. We're talking about the feminine frequencies. And that's why our heart brain connects with our right brain. Most people are trapped up in their left brain with all the testing and of our educational system and the 3D matrix that's like forced us up into this tiny little box up in the left brain. But to dance with the Holy Mother, we have to enter the right brain, that that renewable frequency, that free flowing energy, which is part of that quantum sleigh, right? Which is part of those musical octaves that I think we're listening for. And 
they find us in all different ways and don't always find us in literal dreams messages. So some people I know for you, Paul, you're such a, also a dream interpreter, you know, the, the Jungian studies that you've done, Carl Jung is amazing. And I know he was talking about literal dream interpretations and, um, but there's lots of ways to dream. And sometimes we're doing it and we don't even know it. So we might even need to find some new lenses to recognize like things find you little inspirations, Paul, when you help your patients and something comes to you that hasn't been tried before. All of a sudden you're like, wait, there was this little piece that they had mentioned three visits back. You'll bring it in. You'll bring it in. And I think you are you access the quantum realms probably far more than you necessarily think. Oh, yeah. I mean, he also wrote about synchronicity as one of his major works. So so it's all conscious and consciousness entanglement into the physical realm that we live in, which is related to dream states, but also in physicality and, and, and awakening conscious awake consciousness. So, yeah, that's yeah. that when you become aware of that and I am, you know, then then nothing is a coincidence. Right. That's uh, where your magic may happen. I haven't been able to master, and I don't think I ever will, is, um, is to have command over that. Hmm. There's a higher guide, right? Hmm. There's, and, and, and I haven't reached into the presence of that higher guide at all times. I have and I haven't. I mean, it's like I met it, know what it is, I can feel it, but you want more. You want to be... Probably I'll get there when on command, right? Right. Well, right. Or when needed. Or when needed. When needed. Right. right. Because they, they won't they won't give me that power because I'll probably wind up abusing it anyway. You know, I, I think when we're, we're all like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, our mission is by vibration, Paul. So yeah. I, I think we're all working at that. We're all these works in progress trying to access this greater star stuff that's inside us and um and it comes through and you we all do it in our own ways too there's a tendency of the ego to judge and say i'm not there or i can't access it or unreliably i can get there but you know just little celebrated moments of small little moments of joy looking at you with your tree makes me happy like mm -hmm. you guys here on this call makes me happy and knowing the healing that you do raises my frequency and the work you do in the medical world where you might feel like a lone island you and nancy a lot of the time the things you bring to this world and your patients lives is a kind of divine magic and healing power that transcends words and you are positioned in a very tough role that I shouldn't use that word tough, but you know, it's, it's not been the easy path, yeah. right? It's not been the easy path. And, you know, your octaves on a piano, you know, there's all, I don't know, I'm not, no, no notes or anything like that, but you know, I know there's all these different keys on the keyboard and you might be in a different note and thinking you need to be the higher note, but your note might be just right. And you are an instrument that's creating change for people in a really, really really pretty corrupted world. So the fact that you're here with your shining tree in a <laughs> holiday round table in the muck that you spend your time in during the weeks, it's extraordinary and it should be celebrated because you are doing incredible work for humanity. You can make me cry. <laughs> I love you dearly. 
regarding the the dissatisfaction with kind of being here two things came up when you're talking one is there's a saying wherever you go there you are and then the other one is that famous billboard on the side of the road that says if you lived here you'd be home right now <laughs> i think is hilarious and it kind of shows that we can take these spiritual feelings and and have a willingness to connect with them and bring them in wherever we are like embody that and bring it with us and I agree with you. Like it, we can't always feel it all the time, but we can have a willingness to do that, right? And bring that with us as our home. Um, you also mentioned creation, sustaining, and destroying, right. which kind of ties back to this idea: is if we keep engaging with this world and system, we're sustaining it, right? And literally, by creating something new, we're destroying the old world just through allowing it to fall apart, just through entropy, mm -hmm. right? So that's all that we're called to do is just create anew and the, the sustaining and, and destruction take care of itself because um, they're not being empowered anymore, right? So it's kind of cool how all the ideas circle back, like you said. Yeah, yeah all the ideas circle back, including my battery pack. <laughs> yeah, it's... I think these insights, if we'll let them come through and we don't try and hang on to anyone, there's a lot of things that will pass through in those dust bunnies. They will, they do dissipate and we all find our own ways into these different octaves. And I think it takes tremendous courage just being awake and aware that there's something more than the illusion we've been given and seeded with. It's massive. And we are alchemists, right? We are the transcenders ending the trance. And we all have our different you know, works that we do. And we show up in whatever ways we can. And some people are deep in the trenches, right? Deep in the trenches of the 3D matrix. And if you're still connected to soul and you're still talking about dancing with the Holy Mother, this is this this shows that people who you know are in that place that would also like to you know, catch that sleigh ride or you know have these deep inspirations in a dream or you know quantumly create whatever people's language is. If you're tapped into something other than the illusion that is part of the light, it's miraculous. I, I would call that a miracle in, in these times. We are miraculous beings. And the listeners listening to this roundtable later, if you're listening to a holiday roundtable on Color the Magic on YouTube and your social media platforms, when there's so many other things to listen to, you are a miracle. And we have to remember that, right? Our presence is miraculous. And our consciousness, if it's even a teensy weensy bit awake, is a miracle. And we have to celebrate these little things because it's easy to overlook those things, comparing or judging ourselves against somebody else or something else, and think that we've missed it or we've missed our ride or we are not in the octave we're supposed to be in. And I think just being here, our presence here, that's the purpose of this roundtable is it right it's huge so i want to thank you paul for sharing i want to ask diane or del soul would you like who wants who wants to speak you, you want to go tell soul i see you you're awesome in oh, your right, blue you. right thank that you. blue arcturian frequency of course has my mm -hmm. attention i have to bring it in thank you marie for having this round table it's an honor to be amongst friends, old friends, again, 
Um, Matthew said something just a minute, wherever you go, there you are. And we're exactly where we need to be at any point in time. And another thing is what my word, I pick every year I pick a word. Um, and this year was authenticity, where we show up in our own authenticity, where there is speaking or just being. And whenever we do that, we bring the light within us eternally and not consciously having to think about it. We just show up and be our own selves. And as Lisa stated earlier, that her friend was not allowing her to dim her light. So we build communities, we build bonds with those around us with a higher vibration. And we bring those vibrations in each and every day. And whenever we have an opportunity to visit family and go there, it's a chance for us to show up in our own authentic truth that we can perceive that they have a choice. There is each and every one of them has their tools with them. Some of them choose to consciously use it. Some of them do not. As we bring these higher vibrations in, we can see the toolbacks with them. Like, hey, there's your toolbag, but why aren't you using it? That's on them. And we know that we have to honor that choice. So then at that point, we just sit back and we just, okay, they're gonna come to me one day and ask me what this bag of tricks is. <laughs> and we're gonna say there, we're gonna sit there, it's like, you know, I was waiting to have this conversation and that opportunity will present itself. But we also have to remind ourselves that our community is all, always out there supporting us as Matthew made that phone call and allowed to sit and was reminded to breathe, to heal. Those reminders are very subtle each and every day. Sometimes we lose track and sometimes we forget that they're there. We are not alone, never alone. And Paul said, we're it. And yes, we are it. We're here. We're here for this moment and this now. And the revelations that he is speaking and the astrology that's coming through, we're here. Everything that we have learned has prepared us for this now moment. And it is taught, is teach us to show up, be authentic, and be in the moment and honor ourselves in the process, not allow anyone to dim our lights. Be here, honor choices. Wherever we go, there we are. Where we go one, we all go. And that's a great reminder to not alone, no matter what, be tough. But that's something that we all have to experience tough times. And it forces us to evolve each and every moment. Whenever we traverse the higher realms, oh, you said that we don't bring anything back, but we do. We're changed. Every time we visit the higher realm, we change. Our frequency changes. When we come and we wake, we see, we're like, 
Did something happen? Yeah, it did. We're changed. We see things differently every day through our own experiences. And that's why we're creating these communities to sustain. The old is going away. The new communities like this one, this round table, they're going to sustain us creating a new. We create, sustain, destroy. The old is being destroyed and the new is here to stay. It's just a new way of being, a new way of seeing and understanding. It's, it's beautiful, it's amazing. And the communities are just endless potential mm. of higher vibration and frequencies is just amazing. And I'm here, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be a witness. And I know at some point we're all gonna be teaching because we're all gonna be sitting down one day answering questions, the very same questions that we had posed on our journey. We're gonna be answering those questions to others. And there we are exactly where we need to be. And I thank you for being here. I thank each and every one of you. And it is an honor to walk this path with each and every one of you. I am truly excited for what's to come. <laughs> thank well, I you. I had a little like resonance tingles the whole time you were talking, Del Sol. So I thank yeah. you. You have such a beautiful way of bringing your higher wisdom through and in the words you choose and the vibrations you emit. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank I love you. I never quite thought about choosing a word for each year, although the guides sometimes often seed something like in 2022, it's interesting. You had authenticity was your word because that was the energy. The guide seeded this time last year for 2022, which was be you in 2022. Right. I do mm. like this new one free in 2023. Let's see how that manifests, right? We are <laughs> in 2023. I can, I can see it already. It's it's um it's expansive. Yes, mm -hmm. very expansive. And it's going to shift a lot of perceptions, even in ourselves. It's like, wait, I can do that. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. We can. We're going to surprise ourselves each and every moment. So and the more communities, people that gather, two people are a community, right? Where two or more are gathered, right? God will meet us there. God will meet us individually as well. But I think it's even more powerful when we show up with this open heart. We know that there's something, some possibilities can manifest out of the impossible. And when two put their consciousnesses together, right? Allowing the light to lead, you know, it creates a powerful portal opening. So I think there's a lot of good things coming through for us, you know, in and around and behind some of that unpleasant darkness that's also flushing up. I think we'll get an increase in both for a little while. So um, mm -hmm. I like yeah, that that's free, free in 23. I, I also heard responsibility in 23. Mm. I think there's two groups of people and some have to start taking personal responsibility and mm. responsibility for their, their journey and their selves and their feelings and thoughts and emotions and everything. Right. And then there's another group that has done a lot of that work already. And it's mm. time to have that freedom, right. Come in. Right. 
right? There'll be more, I, I think, potentially a lot of those that have this heart consciousness, if that's this unity star consciousness, right? Who've been doing a lot of the work within ourselves. I think we'll be free to create in new ways, right? I think there's going to be a lot of openings for that. So yeah, responsibility in 2023 too, right? With great freedom and great power comes and also great, great responsibility, responsibility right? <laughs> we know that. Um, Diane, would you like to, to share something? Sure. Um, I had some things that um, kind of written down that I was going to share. Yes. <clears throat> One thing I had already mentioned to you about the trees, that uh, the Christmas trees that I wanted to uh, talk about. But as I was writing, um, my cat, who is now ascended into heaven, <clears throat> had he interrupted me and said that <laughs> he had something he wanted to add. Um, <clears throat> this cat was quite amazing. He, he was definitely and is an ascended master cat. Um, mm. he, he did healing work on people, which was amazing. And his name was Lovebug, but he, was, he told me that his spirit name was Lord Bugananda. And that's, that's what he wanted to be called. <laughs> and so he wanted me to relate this little story because um, it has to do with perception. Um, because especially when he was young, he could be, you can identify with this with Simba. He, was, he could be very destructive. And um, he liked, it seemed like he liked the experience of breaking things. He liked the way things sounded. Um, talk about vibration, right? But I said to him one day, I said, boy, you are raising hell today. And he said, nope, I'm lowering heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, see, you got to change your perception. <laughs> <laughs> and all will be well in your and universe. All will be well. <laughs> right. And he said, um, today he said that um, he had a special way, a breath, kind of a sequence that he calls the unity breath because he, and it sort of goes along with all the emphasis that, that you have had Marie getting from the guides. And he was talking about the importance of um, really visualizing and pulling up the energy from Mother Gaia, placing it in your heart space, and then pulling also in, he called it the illumined realms of truth wow. or heaven, okay. and also pull the energy of that into the toroidal field of your heart. And he said, that doing those two things together creates heart coherence. Wow. And it's called, the, he calls it the Bhagananda, unity breath. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is powerful. I think I that was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, but I love the thing about when I said he was raising hell and he said he was lowering heaven. I just love that. <laughs> um, go ahead. 
Well, please continue because I was just going to reflect something about where those two meet in our hearts. But please, did you have more to share? Diane? I was just going to tell the little story about the Christmas trees. Please. Um, because it, it's always been disturbing to me to see all of these millions of trees cut down every year only to be discarded by the side of the road after Christmas. And so I was at Whole Foods and they had a bunch of Christmas trees up front and I just went up and I was touching one and I was apologizing for, you know, people not recognizing the sentience of the trees and honoring them and just telling them how much I appreciated their service. And the, the tree said, wait a minute, you've got, you need to understand something to be in that persons surrounded by families, loving families, being adored, being adorned with all of these beautiful ornaments. He said, believe me, we vie for the ability to be able to do that. We all volunteer and we all hope that we are chosen for that experience because he said, even when it seems we are tossed aside, that's just our ascension cycle. That's just, we have no fear about that. It's not death to us. It's part of our ascension and coming back as seedlings again and hoping to have that experience once again, where mm -hmm. we, we feel golden and so connected to heaven and to the Christ consciousness, that it's the greatest honor any of us could have. Wow. Those are some big perspective shifts, Diane, huge. Yeah. Certainly was for me. <laughs> huge, it is. And it's amazing how, when the, trees when the tree told its story to you or Lord Bhagananda, shares these things again i love how clear and simple the messages are because that's what truth is with a capital t it's easily perceptible right it's the complex ones of this matrix that we kind of get mind tangled egoically tangled into um but the simple truths like they speak straight to our heart we don't need any filters we just get it right very powerful and you always bring such a such a beautiful light and and often a, a different perception of things when you share what the animals want to the messages they want to give us and um you're such a beautiful conduit of that diane thank i you. thank you i thank you so thank much thank you yes yes and i we have nancy and we have dora I'm going to go to Nancy, then I'm going to go to Dora, and then I'm going to share a couple things from Jonathan and Patrick, and we'll round out um, our call. So Nancy, would you like to share something? Would. I have something. Um, it's First of all, it's an excerpt from um, Joseph Campbell. So this is, I don't have the actual year. It's about at least 40 or 50 years old, right? Um, he said, our world is the center of the universe. The world divided from the heavens, the world bound by horizons in which God's love is reserved for members of the in-group, 
That is the world that is passing away. Apocalypse is not about a fiery Armageddon and salvation of a chosen few, but about the fact that our ignorance and our complacency are coming to an end. Mm -hmm. And when I reflected on that, I said to myself that what I think what it calls us to do is to put ignorance and complacency behind us, um, not as a, a decision, but as a never ending task, right? It's a way of life that we have to embrace. And that in essence, this is the active Christmas story that one perfect child is born every time a new baby enters this world. And maybe that perfect child is all of us making loving and unselfish decisions, right? Higher vibrational decisions. And when we behave as the Prince of Peace in our own world and work to extend that gentle energy out to touch those around us. That is beautiful. It is. That's extraordinary. <clears throat> Yeah, I think we are here to embody both and not resist the world that we're leaving. But, you know, it's kind of, I guess, Jesus said, be in this world and not of it. I, the guides, I think, said in the transmission recently, let's not be in it or of it because <laughs> we're sending it. But um, but still very impactful uh, shares. And Joseph Campbell's amazing just his, how many seeds of inspiration he gave us about the hero's journey and that Christ child that we all are like, yes, right. We are here to embody these higher codes we have within us. And I think the more we can make those small little, they might seem like infinitesimal. They might just, this is one shift, right? Something small, but Matthew, you clearly shifted your own inner environment, but you shifted the whole environment around you in these moments, you know, I, I, I can say I've been very challenged in the last four, six, eight weeks myself in my life, if not the last few years, right? But each time something low wants to creep into my consciousness, creep into my experience, right? Um, I have a choice. And sometimes my choice is I just, I'm, I don't really want to inhabit that vibration. So I know the lowness of it. And I choose something else. And it doesn't have to mean I choose the highest star in the sky that I want to be that really high, high, high frequency. Sometimes it's just the, in the simplicity of something that feels better, right? That we transmute a difficult moment. And yeah, I don't know. Did you want to share more about what that Christ child? It's really beautiful. Thanks. No, I, I just, you know, whoop, whoop. Matthew you know, talked about, um, you know, personal responsibility, you know, and how people are looking at that. And I think it just calls us to be intentional in, in the way we live our lives, right? And that that's how you flow that outwards around you. Hmm. Our greatest, our greatest, our greatest gift, our greatest resource is, 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 is our children. It's a, it's our greatest natural resource that we can yes. ever possibly have. Can you imagine how um, horrific it's been for me as a pediatrician for over the last 25 years to see yes. how they've basically been degraded and 
and cast aside and they're just like possessions now they're not even considered children aren't even considered as anything else other than by what possession. they achieve yeah externally they, they have no there's no concept of the wisdom that a child carries within this world that can and they can all change it if we just change the way that we approach that issue you know and Ish. and understood that that our salvation depends on on that on on on, on listening to children my ch own children I, used to school me all the time you know and I, and and I, I was raised not to believe that mm. yeah it's powerful right and and maybe we'll also see like free the children more in 2023 right i think the humanity is going to come together to really value and be responsible for right being the uh, mentors or the the poor the conduits that usher in children being valuable i mean like god's precious children that's what it's all about that's what creation is and we are also those children but that that free in 2023 and the responsibility in 2023 i think both very much apply to what we're talking about today and um and we do we need to thank just like law enforcement gets thanked and firefighters get thanked and <laughs> the physicians that have been holding the light in the medical field and the healers, right? They need a huge, um, you know, gratitude, right? A flood of gratitude, I think will also come. And it's here now in this community already. And so it's, it's very powerful where we bring the light to that awareness of like, you know, the challenge that it's been to know what you know and still see what the AMA is, has been doing with the agendas they've had. So, right. But our light still is transforming these things and um, more awareness is coming to what's been happening to children, not just medically, but in other ways in this world. And, um, you know, we won't be free until the last child is free. We won't be free until the last sleeping soul is 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 free or has consciously made a choice maybe to exit the matrix in their own ways but um here we are like bringing the light that we have and knowing that the christ within us is the presence that really is what the season is all about right and it's it's something that it's that there's not a dollar sign attached to it right it's a different whole different kind of divine value right this this holiday season and you know for us for many of us on this call we might celebrate christmas but i'm enamored with the fact that hanukkah is also i i never really put all that together but really right at about the same time and the guys have been spotlighting but of course the common thread in all of this all of those religions and people who are <laughs> celebrate those and honor those is the light of the season you know for the christians it's the light of the christ child right and for the the those of the jewish faith it's also a message about the light and the miracles of light and here we are right all of us on this call bringing our own candles right to light up the darkness there's some heavy stuff we all know that's a part of this matrix and there's some brilliant things that I think in very near time, we won't even recognize 
like how we were even living in this level of darkness when things flip in some quick quantum flips we're going to be like whoa you know a little bit of like <laughs> quantum vertigo and um you know i think we will move into a whole other consciousness in, with the majority of people ready for that even the ones who might be sleeping we might they might even admit that they were sleeping but that are going to wake up and move into this new direction so i think we're all going to tip the scales in some very powerful moments coming and with that thank you nancy that was beautiful and i want to ask dora please dora share with us thank you thank you thank you well first and foremost i want to thank you and I am so grateful and honored to be part of this group. Uh, I was very insecure <laughs> to what I could share about. And something told me, just get in the call, on the call, and write whatever it comes to your mind. And while Matt was, Matthew was talking, things started to flow a little, little by little. And I thought, how can I talk about this? This is not related to, well, it happens that it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, it is for me very amazing. And somehow it's someone would listen to me, would say that I am crazy, but I'm going to read what it came through and first, started with the feeling I had and it says when you feel lost and insecure breathe so I started breathing then I was listening to Matthew and it says through the power of your breath ground yourself because through the power of your breath you transform you transmute, you create and co-create. Through the power of your breath, your ground, and through grounding, magic occurs. Mm. Think of the flowers, think of the fruits. It is the magic of grounding, all that seeds. Through your breath, you increase your vibrational frequency, you get in touch with your heart and your body, clearing out your mind of wandering thoughts. You align and balance. You feel safe, secure, stable, confident, and loved. Through your breath, you embody the Christ light because Christ's light are coming to you through your breath breath and it was given to me the image that we breathe when we breathe we call that Christed light like a big ball golden like ball of light and we breathe it and we put it in our root to embody that Christed light and then we breathe and we put it in our sacral, in, the, in our uh, solar plexus, our heart, 
our thought and our vision. And in the heart, we, from the heart, we're going to expand it even more. And I was so amazed how Lord Pakananda gave the message to Dan. Because I felt that light coming in through me and expanding the way it was given to me a few moments before. So uh, I also listened to uh, Paul and he, he said something about the masculine and feminine energy. And through our breath, we balance that masculine and feminine energy. Mm. And last, it says that is related to what Nancy said, to the power of our breath and that light, golden light, we unify as an individual and as a whole. Mm. So I just have to trust myself more. <laughs> and it's been shown to me right in this call. <laughs> so I am in no gratitude mm. because I am being part of this. Mm. And so we are invited to breathe deeply, consciously, in everything and every moment that comes to us because that way we're going to transform and transmute every single thing that is not aligned to the light. And also we're going to create and co-create new things after they are transmuted or transformed through the power of our breath. So this is my share for today. <laughs> Thank you all. It just like bathed us all in this grounded presence and balance. I want to point out, like that's not a um, I don't know what that's like, like with Del Sol with the background screen, the green screen type thing with with uh Dora, that is actually painted on your walls, right? The rocks and the plant, right? And yes. the balance, the balance. You come in with that balance message and breath is balance, right? We rebalance in the breath and bring in the coherence like Diane and Lord Bhagadanda was talking about the balance, right? Balance, we feel safe, we feel secure, we feel stable. And it is where the magic occurs when we ground our breath in our body. So, mm, amazing. I, I wanted to share that I really felt the energy of that. And I also saw a really bright aura around you. I, I rarely, if, if ever, really see auras, but I, I could see a very big white aura around you while you're talking. And so the energy, the energy of what you sent out had a whole depth to it beyond even what you said. Uh, I just wanted to share that that was my experience of receiving that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to share that I just thought of the Christmas tree and the spirit of Christmas and how that brings us the oxygen and that is breath also. Right. 
and that they love to shine in our homes and participate in that co-creation with us. And I'm so grateful yeah. for Diane's message, right? And the reflections that we're having, it just, it touches that magic in through this portal into our experiences. So beautiful, Dora, thank you. Did you need to say something, Dora? Oh, I was to say that uh, also the image, the image of that everything is like connected. Mm. Yes. In some way at this very moment. Mm. So beautiful, right? Thank you. Well, you guys, thank you. This brings me to a time where I'm going to share my screen. Okay, so I wanted, to, I had prepared just a few shares that two members of our community wanted to share, but they couldn't be on the call. And one was like a superhero effort on the part of Patrick Chevalier in Canada. I Somehow my invite missed him for the podcast. <laughs> he... Um, did a recorded message for us, and I wanted to play that next. So he's sharing a message. Uh, this is this is Patrick Chevalier, and this is a short video recording I wanted to share. This is his message for us. Hello, Stellar and Light family. I hope you are doing well. I was unable to join the gathering today, but I sent this video to Mary, hoping that she'll be able to share. First, I just wanted to show uh, what it looks like up here in Quebec, Canada. Uh, it's very beautiful. There's a lot of, uh, we had a lot of snow. So uh, this is what it looks like. So it's perfect for a white Christmas. And I guess, I guess we're all gonna be surrounded by people that we love and family. My message to you uh, on this Christmas is uh, gratitude. Gratitude to know that uh, we are not alone, that uh, you are all there, and that we are all together in this, no matter what happens. And so uh, I'm sending lots of love, and I hope that everyone will have a wonderful um, Christmas and holiday season filled with light, love, and uh, we'll probably exchange some more in the new year. Bye. Mm. so <laughs> sweet right mm -hmm. and he shared these photos also on the heels of that video very very he got a lot of snow i think last last weekend and um patrick's presence is just so beautiful mm -hmm. he's just such an amazing soul um yeah so this is up in outside of i guess montreal um, a little bit more in the country. He he lived in the city for a long time. And so very beautiful message, Patrick. We're so grateful for you and we feel you with us and we feel your showers of light that are joining the radiance of the light that we're sharing here together. And then Jonathan, who wrote this book called Pyramid of Presence. There are amazing nuggets of wisdom in his own healing journey there's just a lot of very practical, wonderful exercises, affirmations um, in his in his book. And he wanted me to read the Song of the Dawn. So I have that up on the screen and I'm also gonna read it here. So thank you, Jonathan, for participating with us in the holiday roundtable. And Jonathan's Song of the Dawn says, the Song of the Dawn sings with gentle emotion, your heart 
the indwelling of the one light, ocean, white, wispy, luminescent radiation, looking through eyes in penetrating emanation. Wait not another day to let light lead the way. Allow me to illumine your path. For this only I ask, spark the torches to set ablaze upon the fire upon the altar of your heart. Once thought gone, wait not another day. Do not allow my love to go astray. Cradled in gentleness, a newborn dawn, immediately walking in birth, the radiant fawn, for awake she has been in liberation escaping, taking to the forest in colorful landscapes embracing. The darkness of a world that had once been, the experience through a veil that she had not seen, she frolics in joy, in delight, free from inhibition, shaking off the song of the past to rise in a glorious transition, all else gone, all else past, only the song of love will ever last. Mm, beautiful. Amazing. is beautiful? Mm-hmm. It's amazing how, you know, words, we've obviously needed them in a cycle of separation. But when you really let go and you take in the vibrations in the words, it is like Matthew said, even to Dora, like it's the auric field. It's like that light that's emanating. It, it expands. And I feel that in the song of the dawn, again, my whole energy field lights up in that like soulful poetic stream that Jonathan published in his book. And um, there's many more beautiful insights and exercises and, um, you know, building a pyramid of presence is what he's gifting to humanity in his work. So we're grateful to you, Jonathan. And I wanted to round out this call. I hope this doesn't get too long, but this is in the end what I felt called to share. And it's in my book, Cosmic Wealth. This tells the story of this book that I ended up writing. This was the inspiration ultimately of me telling, this is kind of autobiographical, The Color of Magic, which is my YouTube channel name. I thought the channel was just gonna be about my little children's books or my all ages books. But um, this Color of Magic, The Color of Magic and the Magic of Color comes out of some of these insights that I'm about to read now, right? This is both, are pretty autobiographical, okay? And so the title of the sharing is The Magic of Belief. I was born a believer, not in any one religion, culture, or creed, but in the glow of the universe. I can remember being blissful in my inner world, connected with all that is divine, and really unaffected by any contrasting energies in my family, my community, or the world at large. Bliss was my natural state. For my first seven years of life, I had a perfect invisible shield around me, not of armor, but of love. You see, I believed in the magic of the universe. I was a very creative child and had a deep sense of play and joy in my spirit. I felt and I lived my light. I was alive and aware. 
I believed in Santa for a very long time, and I lived in that magical, energetic, inner emotional space, believing and knowing somehow intuitively that the essence of Santa, his jolly, loving, generous, creative, magical, and prosperous nature, was the same as the essence of God. To me, Santa's toy workshop with all of his elves, his reindeer, and the North Pole were the essence of God, spirit, the angels, and what many think of as heaven. And in the outer world, in the Christian culture, the miracle of Jesus' birth and the magic of Santa are paired together in a single dual celebration. I believed and felt all of this until one day a childhood neighbor of mine jolted me out of this beautiful, blissful space when she gruffly blurted out, there is no Santa. Her pain and loss, I can see now, was evident in that blurt, but it was nothing compared to mine. Later that day, my parents confirmed their belief that there is no Santa, that Santa is a myth, a simple and nice made-up story, and that was it. And so I walked the road that so many others have walked before me, the road of disbelief and disenchantment. To me, it was more than losing Santa. It was more than losing the magic. It was about losing my connection with my source from whom all blessings flow. This cultural disenchantment occurs in many of our young lives. It is a certain rite of passage, even a developmental milestone, when children from many cultures and religious backgrounds seem to lose their magical beliefs and imaginary thinking and move on to greater truths and concrete thinking. And it can be shameful to believe in the power of belief and in universal magic past the point of age-appropriate believing. It is likely no coincidence that we have placed cultural time limits on the positive reinforcement of magical thinking and believing, and then we find in our research that children stop believing at around that age and time. Our beliefs really do create our, our world. I propose that the inner magic of belief is actually our true nature. Intuiting the magic of the universe is our birthright and our innate divine ability. We can learn to disbelieve, but I believe that we are all born natural believers. Many in the Christian culture who as children did hold a strong belief in the infinite source Santa magic of the universe, let go of their believing abilities in the trust fall of the debunked Santa story. And yet for some, a select few perhaps, these beliefs live on, but are forced to shrink from public view and to go underground in, into the deep recesses of inner life where they can be kept safe, but perhaps less celebrated until a later time calls them out. In my own life, when I overtly relinquished my connection with Santa, I essentially relinquished my deeper connection with source and the magic of the universe as well, to a large degree leaving only a small trace of its magical glow to hide deep inside my inner life, where it was safely tucked away for an indefinite period of time. In time, under, under this new energetic reality in my life, my shield of love and imagination that had made life so magical up to that point wore down, and then the beliefs and climate of the culture I grew up in were taken in as my own experience. The mixture of joy and pain, the good and bad, became part of my experience, too. Ultimately, I know that I was one of the fortunate few who didn't relinquish Santa completely. 
I had only tucked him in away in my heart and my imagination until it was safe to believe again. And this little bit of belief tucked away deep inside me afforded me a little perspective that some others had lost long ago, that when life was anything other than magical or blissful, I knew it could be different. This was a deep, concealed, but still alive inner compass that guided me through all the way to my 33rd birthday, when precise divine timing called my karmic debt to the surface. Even in this tragic set of circumstances, the magic, perfection, and precision of the universe was at work, calling to my sense of belief and imagination to survive, succeed, and transcend anything less than goodness and bliss in my life. My karmic tragedy arrived on time to clear my energies and spirit of many negative vibrations and attachments that had accrued like barnacles over lifetimes across many cultures and ages in order to allow my true self to rise to its divine, buoyant, and prosperous nature. This grave karmic experience had required me to reach within for my deeply tucked away beliefs and my happy thoughts, my rich in source energy inner light. And do you know who showed up when I went seeking? Santa, his perfect, jolly, generous, abundant, playful, and limitless nature came right back into my spirit. And in that instant, I knew we'd never really been apart. I felt the magic of belief, the magic of Source and Santa together, reigniting my dim inner spark to breathe new life and new light into my life once more. The magic of belief is a vibration. It is an energy. It is as real in the as yet unseen world of energy as your 10 fingers and 10 toes are now. It is a gift from spirit. It is a shield from negativity. It is a divine truth in our universe that beliefs can change and create your life. The author Wayne Dyer has often said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Our beliefs form a central part of our inner life. They set the tone for our vibrational energetic emissions. These vibrations form our point of attraction from which the universe brings the vibrational equivalents of those attractions as direct experiences into our lives. When we think disbelieving and disenchanting thoughts, we essentially attract experiences to disbelieve or that disenchant us. When we think and feel the magic of belief and we resonate with the happy Santa-filled, infinitely positive possibilities in our lives, we attract magical experiences and things that can truly delight us. And I just want to read this last bit. Chris von Alsberg, who's the author of The Polar Express, captures so eloquently the perfect, divine, elegant magic of spirit and Santa as well as a culture's process of disenchantment. The Polar Express is a story of a boy who believes in Santa, who receives a bell from Santa's sleigh that rings with a beautiful celestial sound that is the essence of pure joy and the magic of belief. The boy's parents cannot hear the sound of the bell that Christmas and believe the bell is broken. And over time, all of the kids around him who once did hear the bell gradually lose their ability to hear the bell's celestial music as they get older. But the bell still rings for this boy, who is now a grown man, because he still believes. And I think in our own ways, we are all called to hear that, that celestial music of the bell, 
right? The magic of belief. And we all do that in our own ways, right? In Dora, it's like trusting self to know these amazing gifts that want to come through and touch so many people's lives. It's each one of us that uses our instruments to bring our presence and our light to a situation, to a communication, to an email exchange. It's no accident that we are all here at this time on the precipice of such profound change, having come through some pretty intense darkness that may only intensify. And yet we're here to bring that light of the Christmas trees, right? That light of Bhagananda, that union of the breath that both Diane and Dora and you guys have been talking about. We are here to bring this magic of that union, the magic of belief, the magic of allowing ourselves to be enchanted with a God creation and to step out as much as we can of the serpent's Eden that really was never our truth or our reality in the first place. It was just a grand illusion. It's still very powerful in the world and many people believe it. And we go to the grocery store, we deal with the IRS or whatever these kinds of things are that are all part of the 3D matrixes illusions. But anytime we wanna be like that boy, I guess I would say in the Polar Express or me, my own story character in the color of magic that tells the story when people say there is no magic, Marie. I think I've heard that a few times in my life in some form or another, but I'm here to tell you that even though I have challenges in my life right now today, I can tune in and I can still hear the magic of that bell because it's a bell that rings from the inside out. And we are here to be those bell ringers and those instruments who listen for where our bell rings best. And I want to thank all of you for participating in this roundtable every year. It just warms my heart thinking about it. And sometimes it comes upon me really quickly. I think it was just a week ago that I was like, oh, my gosh, the holiday roundtable. And you guys rallied and joined me here. And so I thank you. And I know our listeners thank you. I know it's a special experience for many people. Let's be Christ-lit this holiday season. This isn't about religion. This is way beyond religion. This is about the Christ and unity consciousness that's inside every one of us. And I think many of us are ready to be Christ-lit and also to hear those bells ringing inside us and listen for where our instrument best serves the expansion of the light in the coming weeks and months ahead. So thank you. Thank you all for being with me today. I'm just so grateful you're all thank a treasure. You, Marie. Thank you. And thank you to all of our listeners for joining us in this holiday roundtable. Please share it with your friends and family members, people who are having a multitude of experiences. I think the messages in today's roundtable can speak to a lot of the human experience as we continue to bridge these two worlds and bring them into one. So thank you. Hol happy holidays to everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And as the guide said, right, namaste and in Lakesh right? <laughs> Blessings. <laughs> Blessings, everyone. Blessings.